Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Lane Smith, the author and illustrator of numerous books for children, including The True Story of the Three Little Pigs, It's a Book, and Abe Lincoln's Dream. He's also a two-time recipient of a Caldecott honor for The Stinky Cheese Man and Grandpa Green, and four of his books have been named the New York Times Best Illustrated list, among other honors. This spring, Smith is releasing his first novel, Return to Augie Hopple. It's being published in May by Roaring Brook Press, which is sponsoring this podcast. In Return to Augie Hopple, Smith's middle school-aged hero, Augie, is not having an auspicious beginning to his summer. He has to redo his final project for creative arts, his best friend is leaving town on vacation, and he's stuck working at Fairytale Place, the rundown amusement park his father manages. But when strange events start happening around Augie, he begins to wonder whether something supernatural is going on. Lane, thank you for speaking with me. Well, thanks for having me. So you've been creating children's books for, I think, more than two decades. Why no novels until just now? (laughs) I'm not sure. I think I'm a bit of a late bloomer. I probably just took this long for me to uh, decide to do it. Yeah, it's actually been about 30 years that I've been working on children's books. And for the first time ever, after I did Grandpa Green, I was feeling like I needed a little bit of a break. And my wife said, well, just, you know, go to your office every day, do some big canvases, uh, you know, sit in the garden, do whatever you want. And I, that lasted about two days. And then I started scribbling down these ideas which became Return to Augie Hobble. I think I got about 50 or 60 pages before I showed it to my wife. She said, well, you know, what are you doing over there in your office? And I, I said, uh, oh, I, I think I'm writing this novel. <laughs> Maybe it was just, you know, not having any pressure that I was finally able to do one. I don't know. And so as far as, the, you know, the ideas in the book, did it start with the story? Did it start with some sketches that you were doing, you know, in your office? Where did, like, the, sort of the pieces begin to come together for you? Yeah, it definitely started with the story. In fact, this was an um, idea I had years ago. I was going to do a short film about 15 years ago, and I was going to set it at this amusement park in New Jersey, Fairytale Forest, which was on its last legs then. It's been condemned since then. But John Sheska and his wife, Jerry, used to have a cabin near there. And so we would visit this little uh, amusement park. And I was going to have, uh, you know, do a film, and it was going to star another illustrator, Vladimir Radunsky, who's mm-hmm. done a number of kids' books. And it was, it was similar to the Augie idea, but not really. It was more a parody of Peter and the Wolf. And um, I never ended up making that film. I got caught up in a bunch of other projects. But I think the germ of that always stuck in my head. And, you know, it just took this long, 15, 20 years later. And uh, you mentioned showing the book to your wife, uh, Molly Leach, who I think has designed, you know, many, if not all of your books. Um, was she then heavily involved with uh, this book as well, both maybe from a design standpoint, but also the, the story itself? She was more from the design standpoint because the book's somewhat conceptual in that it relies on the visuals. And when you do a traditional novel like this, you know, the type has to be justified. And there were definite page turns I had to have in the book for the plot points to pay off. So I would say, you know, at this next page, we have to go from the the text of the uh, novel to Augie's journal. 
And she would say, well, you only have three lines on this page. You know, I, I can't do that. And so it was a back and forth, like all of our books are. I mean, years ago when we did The Stinky Cheese Man, it was, you know, John Cheska and I would go to her and say, oh, we want the stinky to smell so bad that the type melts off the page. And this was pre-computers. And she'd look at us, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and she would figure it out. She, she's always ends up figuring out all my books and figures out how to make the words and pictures fit. And it's an unsung art. A lot of people don't know what a designer does, but she's almost like an editor in a way. And, you know, even though this is the first novel you've both written and illustrated, you, you did illustrate a few years back uh, Judith Viorst's uh, chapter books, uh, Lulu and the Brontosaurus and Lulu Walks the Dogs. Did you feel like there were any parallels between the way you approached uh, the art for this book and, and the way that you did for those books? No, but I think it definitely helps. I illustrated George Saunders' Very Persistent Gappers of Fripp, and as you said, the Judith Viorz books, and some things for John, some Time Warp Trio books back in the day. And I think just you spend so much time with a book that you have to break it down in order to illustrate it. So it helps you to figure out how a book works, an illustrated book works. So in that regard, I think those, it was, that was a good prerequisite for doing my own book. As far as the story itself, you know, it's a tough book to talk about without spoiling some very major events. Uh, but, you know, Augie really does endure some awful things in the book, including some, some serious guilt and grief and bullying. As you were writing, were you thinking a lot about, you know, the difficulty of the middle school years and maybe the resilience that's sort of needed to, to get through them? I was thinking of that, but also just death. <laughs> I was thinking of death a lot. And uh, as I do anyway, you know, I'm a bright, uh, a happy kind of guy, but I tend to think of death a lot. So uh, I, uh, yeah, that, that definitely is the, uh, you know, the black cloud that hangs over the book. Had it been a topic you've been wanting to explore in a book for a while? Uh, yeah, it, it plays it it's now that i think about it it does show up in a lot of my things uh, abe lincoln's uh dream deals with lincoln's ghost and grandpa green deals with uh you know grandfather at the end of his life and uh yeah i guess i guess it shows up a lot but uh whether i wanted to or not oh stinky cheese man dies come on yeah <laughs> not a stranger to your uh, to your books right and did you know early on that you wanted to incorporate i guess several styles of illustration you know there's the polaroid photos augie's taking and the comics and the stories that he's drawing yeah i definitely wanted to um as when you read the book you, you'll find the his journal entries are, it's really a, a device for a major plot point. So, um, I, I had to set that up in some ways. Um, and that, that was a bit of a challenge because obviously you want the journal entries to be written uh, and illustrated by someone who's probably about 12, 13 years old. And, uh, so they had to be in his style, but I didn't want it to look too much like some kid did him or it would be an ugly book. <laughs> so then you have, uh, he's also a Polaroid enthusiast. So that was a great opportunity for me to illustrate uh, in the style of a Polaroid photograph. That was another tough challenge of the book because every illustration in the book is there for a reason. In a traditional book, you would just pick a really dynamic, dramatic turn in the story and that would be the part you would illustrate. But in this book... There's only an illustration when he's taken a photo of it or he's drawn something. So, for instance, midway through, he goes on a bit of a quest 
with Cowboy Rory and they're riding through the desert. But he doesn't have his camera with him. <laughs> so it was killing me because there was no way I could illustrate that stuff because um, he's not going to stop in his quest and pull out his notebook and start doing doodles. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it was, it, that was another challenge of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of his doodles, I feel like this maybe features one of the, the, the bloodier retellings of Cinderella to uh, grace the pages of a children's book uh, in recent years. <laughs> right. I only wish that were in color <laughs> with the blood spewing everywhere. <laughs> Just poking holes in the, the, the logic of those fairy tales. <laughs> well, you know, you think about it and uh, Cinderella's wearing a glass shoe. I mean, how stupid is that? She's going to cut a foot. Come on. <laughs> You know, so even though Augie uh, is struggling uh, with the creative arts final in the book and things like that, obviously like, artwork and the photography and things like this end up being what feel like real like lifelines for him. Was it similar for you growing up, that art and was something you would find yourself going back to? Yeah, absolutely. I could identify with Augie so much. That was me, really. He has the one friend, Britt Fairweather, and I basically had one friend throughout all my elementary years. And my... Um, Sanctuary really was uh, drawing and sketching, and um, you know that that was what more or less saved me being able to uh, sketch away my troubles and all that sort of thing. It's ironic because most of my illustrator pals are like me in that they were loners and solitary kids, and then the irony is you 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 come out with these books and they start to get popular, and the publisher wants to. To go out in front of hundreds of people and talk about your work, which is the, exactly the opposite of why you got into you know books, is that you like to stay in your corner of the room drawing your little doodles. Mm-hmm. And you don't really do those sort of events, right? You sort of stay behind not, the scenes, or not so much. Yeah, I've, I go out when um, <laughs> I'm made to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I love meeting the kids. I have, love meeting the booksellers, the librarians, all that stuff. But I'm. I'm more of a recluse, I guess. It was great when I did more books with John Sheska because he loves that kind of stuff. So he, he would go out and talk about the two of us and uh, I could stay home and create more books. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it, it varies book to book, but you know, is there a certain kind of kid you feel like you, you tend to write for? Is it the same sort of loner kid that you once were or is it just something that, that varies? No, I definitely feel like all of my books are quirky, funky uh, little books, whether it's The Happy Hockey Family or It's a Book or Augie Hobble. And then beyond my control, some of them have become bestsellers. But um, I always think of my books as ones that would not appeal to everybody. Not necessarily polarizing books, but uh, just books that some people are definitely going to get more than others. And I would I would find that when I when I do book signings, you know, you'll get people in line and you'll have a grandpa green, a grandpa green, a grandpa green, something like that. And then you'll get one, you know, funny looking kid <laughs> who will say, hey, I've got your old uh, happy hockey family book. It's my all time favorite book. And you think that's the kind of kid I was the weird kid in the back of the room. <laughs> and do you uh, do you get letters? Do you hear from kids where you you know kind of along those same lines where you re- you feel like oh yeah my books are going exactly where I was hoping they would go? Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> you get some good letters from kids who uh, <laughs> who identify with uh, with the characters and with your stuff, and uh, or they just want requests. You know, can you draw me a, a Lamborghini with the doors open? 
That was a letter I got years ago. Sure. <laughs> it's a tough design challenge, you know, for, for those budding artists. It um, is. It is. Yeah. You know, and I imagine maybe you get some letters from, from adults as well. I, I was curious, are you still hearing at all about, like, you know, the jackass line and it's a book? Or is that sort of come and gone as far as a little... Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll occasionally get a letter. It's funny because I think that's approaching... Um, th- 30 different languages now hmm. that it's been translated into. And it's funny, I did not receive a single <laughs> letter or email from, you know, anybody anywhere in the world, but seemed to got a you know, to a have few. gotten a few from uh, the Midwest and my old stomping grounds where I was born in Oklahoma and places like that. I would, I would get some nice letters. But, you know, it's funny because when you answer people back and you say, you know, oh, I just thought it was a funny joke and and you 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 carry on a conversation with them then then they're kind of cool <laughs> i think when they realize i'm not a evil guy mm-hmm. and now we can find out how to say jackass in 30 languages that's so. exactly it <laughs> on a separate topic you, know, you you've received an array of honors and awards uh, over the years uh, from the ala and society of illustrators and more i mean at the end of the day is that just sort of icing on the cake with what you do, does it does it ever kind of I don't say weigh on your mind, but does it factor into your thoughts at all, or just something nice that kind of happens once in a while? Uh, yeah, weighs on your mind when you get a lifetime achievement award. You think you <laughs> you're about ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get out of the way. <laughs> exactly. Who, who? Which of my doctors have they been talking to? Huh. No, it's 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 you can't really get caught up in the reviews or the awards or anything, but it's. It's nice when it happens. I mean, I'm always honored. I, I the first question I always ask is, uh, does this involve a speech? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's 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 great to be honored by your peers. But yeah, you do start to realize I've been doing this for more than a quarter of a century now. And do you think you know after this this taste of a novel here? Do you see yourself doing more you know long form fiction like this? Yeah, there's one I'm just now starting to put together. It's, it's the, the idea is starting to come together. It's another uh, novel for Roaring Brook, not a follow up to Augie, but um, a whole different sort of book that also uses a lot of images and text combined. So that one's just starting to work itself out. So maybe you'll see it in a couple of years. Hmm. And what about on, on the picture book side? Are you continuing to you know, work on stuff there? Yeah, I'm always coming up with picture book stuff. And I also love to collaborate with people. I did um, Kid Sheriff and the Terrible Toads with my buddy Bob Shea earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was fun. I hope to do some more stuff with him and uh, always work on picture books. You've done so much of both. You've stories where you've kind of been both the writer and the artist, whatever the length, and all these collaborations with different writers. Do you do you find both to be rewarding and challenging in different ways that you 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 want kind of want to continue doing kind of going in both directions? I do. It's they're different because when you generate your own book, it's obviously the most rewarding when you write and illustrate it. But for years, I worked in magazines. I worked for. Time and Newsweek and Sports Illustrated and all those places doing illustration. And I, I love to take another writer's work and to solve the problem. And 
my greatest satisfaction is you know when I turn in the illustrations to the writer, and he or she says, "Wow, I, I you know I never would have thought of illustrating it that way," or that's you know the, you you solved the problem or you added plus my story, and so it, they're they're both fun, they're both challenging, and I enjoy them both. Mm-hmm. And do you think you'll um, you'll get out there at all when this book comes out, or are you going to celebrate at home in a re- recluse fashion? <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm going to get out there a little bit. I'm going to do the uh, the ALA and the BEA and uh, hit some bookstores and uh, force myself to break out as as Augie would <laughs> break come out of his shell a little bit. Yeah, you got to let yourself enjoy this you know debut novel here. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks again for speaking with me, and uh, congrats on the new book. Thanks a lot. Once again, I've been speaking with Lane Smith, whose novel Return to Augie Hobble will be published in May by Roaring Brook Press. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast.